the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Last week, we finished part two of studying uh, how to share our faith. Uh, this week, we're going to continue on this journey. I, I pray that you will be with us on this journey because the fruit of learning and preparing to share our faith is God's heart. It's, it's Messiah's heart. So, uh, But before we begin... Let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King. We thank you and praise you. We honor you and worship you. Lord, and we scream revival, Lord. And a big part of revival is other people coming to know you, Lord. And our cry is that we can learn well, that we can do well, that we will It'll be our heart and and that we will have your anointing from you to so that we can be exceptional in sharing who you are to a dark and dying world. So we bless you, thank you and praise you, and honor you this day in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So if you are taking the summer challenge, we put you on our app. And you get new resources each week. Um, some will be concerning the morning affirmations, which we talked about for a number of weeks, and really is the foundation of sharing our faith because we have to be excited about God. And we're not going to be excited about God unless we have time with him in the morning to get, um, so to speak, pumped up in, in our faith. So, um, but we also are um, doing the sharing of our faith, the preparation. This summer challenge goes through the end of August, and it's not too late to begin. So call our office at 813-831-5673 and sign up. Uh, We'd also love for you to visit our website, shereshdavid.org. And then come and visit one of our services Friday evening or Saturday. But we have four locations and different times. So check the website or call again our office, right? And that's 813-831-5673. Also, while you're calling our office, consider giving a gift to this radio ministry to help us stay on the air, uh, either a pledge each month or a one-time gift, whatever it is. We're blessed that you listen, we're blessed that you support us with prayer, and we're blessed that you support us financially as well. 
last week, as I mentioned, we uh, did part two, which mostly was about general principles of sharing, along with a fairly in-depth discussion about how we approach people. The word really is approach. Uh, How do we begin the conversation? How do we get people to be interested. Second uh, aspect, we were just starting last week, and that was all about our delivery. What's a delivery? It means the the way we are, our style, the manner in which we speak, the manner in which we behave. Uh, all of that is part of our delivery. And, you know, your delivery should include compassion. Concern for others, especially those who are suffering. Now, compassion needs to be recognized by our listener. It just isn't the fact that you are wanting to be compassionate. You, have, the, the people have to sense your compassion. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in tender compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. It's beautiful, right? And so that's the beginning of our delivery, that we should show compassion. We also need to show empathy. It's extremely important. That's the ability to understand and feel the feelings of others. Put yourself in their shoes, so to speak. And there's a great scripture, I believe, about this, Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the Torah of Messiah. But we also learned that we are to be what the people need us to be, and that's but first we have to understand who they are so that we can have those feelings and 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 really get it. So empathy is very important. Three, uh, this is something that we don't normally put as a goal, but under delivery, I believe it's an important goal, and that is finding commonality. You know, if our delivered delivery is argumentative, we probably have lost the discussion. We might agree, we might win the battle, but we have lost the war. Uh, so commonality means that we find something in common, something to agree with. This is really a difficult thing because we immediately, when we hear something, we want to correct the person if they said something that was not correct and teach them the truth. And at that time, we also find that we have lost the discussion. Look, find something, no matter how small it is, to agree on and build a relationship and the discussion from agreement. So an example, if somebody says to you, I don't believe you need to believe in God to be a good person, well, your knee-jerk reaction might be, what? But I think a better reaction would be, hey, I agree with you, but wouldn't... Wouldn't a good person want God in their lives? So you see how I turned it around? I agreed, but then I changed the focus point. I asked the question, which we'll talk about shortly. 
So I understand how you feel. And there are good people who don't believe in God, but many of them have found that they are so much better with God. So there's a second way to respond. And it comes from, remember, feel, felt, found, understanding of how to reply. Uh, I'll do it again. I understand how you feel. And there, there are examples of good people who don't believe in God. But many of them have found that they're so much better off with God in their lives. Um, let's say that somebody says to you, people who believe in God, because are, they're scared to go to hell, because they're scared to go to hell, are fake believers. In other words, their only interest is going to heaven. So what do you respond to that? Again, this is trying to find commonality. So you see, I agree there are probably many fake believers. Now notice I didn't go into why they are fake believers because I don't know people's motivation. But I can agree that some people who say they know the Lord don't. Okay? But do you think... So I, I say to them, let's say I say people... Um, so my answer would be, I agree, there are probably many fake believers. But do you think that I'm one of them? Ooh. <laughs> uh, that puts them on the spot. Okay. A second answer would be, hey, since you told me you believe in the Bible, I'm just thinking that maybe you could... Help me out with the verse in Daniel 12.2, which says, Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt. If believing in God gives you everlasting life rather than shame and everlasting contempt, wouldn't you want to consider believing in God? I mean, that's a reasonable thing, no? And, you know, enjoy it, smile, laugh. Be sarcastic, but in a sweet way. You get the point, right? Commonality is really, really important. So, so far, we've discussed as part of our delivery, compassion, empathy, and commonality. Now, for me, the key, well, they're all key, but <laughs> the key to commonality is asking questions. It, it, it's, it's actually part of our delivery. We have to ask questions. Asking questions is a key because it shows your interest in who you're speaking with. It also helps you with compassion, empathy, and commonality because you get to know so much more about the person. So you might ask questions like this. Did you grow up in a family that believed in God? And then let them tell their story. They'll be happy to talk, probably, and you'll, if you listen, you'll learn so much. You know, recently I was speaking to a Jewish fellow who does not know the Lord about his background. And he said that he grew up in Long Island 
and was bar mitzvahed in a reform synagogue. And so we immediately connected because I grew up in Long Island and I also was bar mitzvahed in a reform synagogue. But I took it one step further. I said, I told him the story that after my bar mitzvah, I told my dad, that's it. I'm never going to go into a synagogue again. And we laughed about it. And he said, oh, I can relate to that, too. (laughs) So we bonded over similar stories. And if I hadn't asked the question, I wouldn't have found commonality. And the commonality actually was through him, not necessarily through me. But I asked the question. So other questions that you can ask, there's so many questions you can ask, but they should be things that you're really interested in finding out. Like, do you believe in God? As simple as that question is, it's very effective. If they say yes, ask them to explain their beliefs. So there's another question, right? If they say no, ask them, why not? There's another question too. And then they tell more of their story. Then you learn. And you learn the things to stay away from, the things to consider speaking to them about. Uh, These are questions that will lead to more questions. The minute you try and teach them something because they didn't answer the question the way you thought they should, you'll probably lose the conversation. You understand what I'm saying? Questions help you understand who you are talking to. And then when you have enough information, you can figure out how best to start sharing. Just a thought, right? Speak to their needs rather than telling them what you want them to know. You know, it's one thing to prepare, but if you have to say what you prepared, it might not be the thing that they need. So don't be stuck with a a script because the script will only take you so far. It has to match their needs. The script, though, will help you go off script and be more confident, even if it's not something that you've practiced. So, again, think of what their needs are. Think of what their desires are and speak to that. Questions also help you develop a relationship and keep you from getting too intense because of your passion for the Lord. And I know you're all saying, what, me intense? (laughs) No, I never get intense. No, but when you're trying to prove a point, you stomp your feet, you hit the desk with your fist, and your voice gets loud, and you look with your eyes zeroing in on their eyes, but you're not intense. I get it. (laughs) Remember, this is not about you. It's about doing God's will, and so we make it about the people we're speaking to and finding that 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 brings an opening to speak truth into their lives. Okay? As they say, capiche, right? Okay. Um, You know, there are other things that are part of your delivery, though. 
your looks. Uh, by looking at you, they're thinking something. So are you smiling? Are you joyful? Are you at peace? Then they probably think you're a good person. Now, I know of somebody who's probably going to say, they shouldn't judge my looks. My looks shouldn't matter. They should look what's within me. Well, yeah, in a perfect world, that's true. (laughs) But we don't live in a perfect world. And so they're going to judge you in many different ways. If you have an accent, they'll judge the accent. Some will like it, some won't. I mean, we're constantly being judged, and we have to be happy with that. We have to be okay with that. So it goes for how your hair looks, the clothes you wear. People are going to judge you, and, you know, they might base the credibility, your credibility, on how you look or how you act, certain idiosyncrasies you might have. All of this is part of the delivery. Remember, there are five parts that we're going to discuss, and we've already discussed the approach. We've discussed the delivery just now. So next, we're going to discuss content. That's three. Number four, we're going to talk about the close. And then at the end, we'll talk about answering objections, which actually is the longest of the five of these. (laughs) Okay. So let's tackle what our content should include when we share our faith with someone. And this might surprise you as to how I'm looking at this. You are in control of your content. When you are given the opportunity to talk to someone, you have to be compelling. You have to get their interest. You have to give them a reason for listening to you. Our content should reflect our passion. If we are academic... We should talk about our passion for Scripture and its incredible accuracy and truth. And we'd probably want to include prophecies because that would be so enticing for anybody, whether they're academic or not. So that would be what we would prepare for our content. But if you're passionate about the love of God, that too could be very enticing and could speak to non-believers. If you're passionate about God's transformational power to give you peace and joy, then speak on that and how God changed your life. Your testimony, that becomes your content. If If your focus is on how good it feels to know that God has forgiven your sins, your past, and you don't have to carry your baggage into the present and into the future, then speak on that because that's going to be appropriate. That is your passion. You could also speak on what happens when we die, including how our life after death is one of torment or one of beauty of living in God's presence forever. And then, of course, ask them to choose which they would prefer. 
you might choose to prepare two or three topics in order to reach certain people because you have more than one passion. So you prepare a few topics. But notice, the key word is to prepare. I'm telling you, if you do this by the seat of your pants, more than likely, you will not be successful. If you have a script, you might not use it, but you might go back to it when needed. That prepares you. If you have nothing to go back to, you're going to feel like you're floundering. You're going to ramble and talk about extraneous things that are not needed. You won't be focused on the goal You will be focused on, well, what should I say next? What should I say next? And it's hard to be anointed when you are grappling for ideas and words. So the word that I would give you is prepare. Write down key points from each topic you're choosing and key scriptures if need be. Sure. This allows you... uh, to speak about the benefits of receiving Yeshua as your Messiah without the rambling and getting lost in your content. That's what content is all about. You are receiving benefits from your relationship with Yeshua, and you're receiving his power in your life. You want others to receive those benefits that you have received, right? Look, life has difficulties. We can all agree on that. And their believers have difficult lives just like non-believers. But God gives us benefits that help us get through these tough times. And without these benefits, things are just tougher. <laughs> the world has a different way of helping people get through life's difficulties. People are on drugs. They're on alcohol, sex, love of money, power, and other things that help people for maybe a very short time, and then these things take over your life, and they become addictions and lead you to destruction. Your content tells people to choose God and his way because it's better for them. And then anything that the world has to offer, and that's your message. You get it? You understand what content is now. Okay? You don't want to make it too long. Don't want to make it too short. You just want to grab people's attentions and work either on their mind, their heart, something that continues to bring them into this discussion. Next week, we're going to start on the close. Um, I would just mention that if you are interested in the summer challenge, please, uh, I'm I'm putting new materials on each week to the app. Um, If you call our office, they'll put you on our app, and then you will be able to get to those uh, resources, and they will stay there. So if you want to copy and paste or do things that will help you, um, you know, that's all up to you. So call us at 
5673. Remember, we love visitors and we'd love to see you on a Friday night or Saturday morning. Um, just call, check our website so that you can make sure of the times or call us again. And if you feel this program is valuable to you, we would love for you not only to pray for us, but support us financially as you know, we have to pay the bills. So, uh, again, call us at 813-831-5673. Lord, I just pray for each and every listener, Lord, that their heart would be to share you to a dark and dying world so that they, these people could have life and life abundantly. So, Lord, help each one have their first priority be you And may they grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.